Welcome to the Global Priority Solution Broadcast, where we're going to be demonstrating how our values-based leadership model and the roundtable methodology can solve most of your people problems. Let's join international trainers, authors, and coaches, Mike Pullen and Don Yoder, as they take us on topic right now. Hey, I want to welcome everyone to the Global Priority Solutions Podcast. This is a great day. This is Mike Pullen. I'm joined by Don Yoder. How are you today, Don? Hey, Mike. I am great. I'm excited to be talking with you today because we have a really helpful topic, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do, especially in the days that we're living in. You know, I think it's really important. I think we're going to learn today that you can actually prepare for these kinds of seasons in life Mm -hmm. and that you can end up being able to go through a season like we're all going through and have a lot more peace as you go through it. And what we're going to talk about today is the value of debt. The, the value, value of, of debt. debt. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the value of being in debt. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the real value yes. of being out of debt. Mm-hmm. You wrote that the decision to go into debt alters the course and condition of your life. You no longer own it. You are owned. It's a quote from Dave Ramsey. Why did you choose this particular quote? You know, this was a topic that I really needed some help on. And I reached out to Carol Yoder. And you know, you know, Carol, Carol's one of our, one of our teammates. And Carol has facilitated the financial peace course several times, the Dave Mm -hmm. Ramsey financial Mm -hmm. peace course. So I, Mm -hmm. I was like, Carol, I need your help on this. And you know, we really had a hard time finding quotes about debt. And this was one that we really stuck out to us that thought of, you know, we think when we go into debts because we want to own something, but to understand that if we go into too much debt, that that thing ends up owning us because it starts to occupy, occupy valuable space in our minds. It starts to take up the worry space and um, that's powerful stuff. So this is a really important topic, but it wasn't very fun to write because as I wrote it, you know, what I saw was all the places in life that I have made mistakes. <laughs> well, I, you know, and we've all been there. If you've been around a few rodeos, uh, you've learned some things about this. And I think mostly uh, it's kind of something that repeats itself. And I here, let's talk a little bit about just how how we handle we're talking about the way that we handle our debt mm-hmm. what it says about us now this is this is interesting because you know there's a saying that says uh, what i do in one area of my life i'm most likely doing in a lot of areas of my life mm-hmm. you know it's like a, it's almost like a, a principle you know yeah. like sometimes we think oh well i'm just like that in this area well not really because if we really look at it we're going to find that i'm doing the same thing in some other areas. What did you find in relation to debt? How did you see it come come start to speak out? Well, a couple things that really stood out to me was the first thing is that I needed to think about how I was handling debts that I had, no matter what those debts were. Sometimes they were little debts, like borrowing something from somebody and then just forgetting about it, you know, forgetting to give it back, forgetting you know, you end up, there's that joke about, you know, the son that has all the dad's tools, you know, that kind of thing. And, and so that's one thing is to remember to return a borrowed item in good condition 
to, to take care of something as if it's our own or to, or maybe better than our own, you know, treasure things that we borrow and to return them in good condition. So that was the first thing um, that I was thinking about in terms of debt, because we always think about money and I'm sure we'll probably spend most of our time on this podcast talking about the money side of it. But it's also right. important to remember that sometimes we have debts that aren't financial debts. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're debts that we owe people who have gone out of their way to help us. Sometimes they're debts right. that we owe to people because we you know, borrowed something of theirs or they allowed us to use something of theirs. They allowed us to use a truck to help move or they allowed us to use a tool mm-hmm. to help fix something. Um, but there's mm-hmm. more than one kind of debt. So th- we want to start out by just remembering um, that how we handle those things in our life is another indication of the kind of character and the reputation that we carry. So yes, our financial debts. But when you talk about one place is like the another, you know, for me, I could easily let a small debt go, you know, forget about it. Like today, I'm going to confess. So here we go. I'm confessing. Look out, people. All right. So today, I knew we were going to do this value of debt. We were going to talk about this today. And I was thinking, oh, are there any debts that I haven't paid that are outstanding? And I thought of this one notice that I had gotten in the mail. And the debt I really thought I had paid, but I hadn't bothered to check. So today, Mm. I took the time and it was for it wasn't for a credit card or anything that was going to hurt my credit rating. So sometimes those are the little things that I'm more in, uh, likely to let go, right? Because I feel right. like I don't, I'm not going to feel the repercussions. But somebody else is feeling those repercussions because they're waiting on their money for goods and services provided, money they've already spent, paid their people to provide me service, paid for the equipment that it took to service something for me. So anyway, I I sat down and I finally took the time to go through my bank statements to look for this check that I was just sure I had written and I couldn't find it. It wasn't Mm -hmm. there. I was sure I had written it and it wasn't there. So I did pay the debt, Mike. I I paid, I wrote out the check. I wrote a letter of apology to the company, apologized for my oversight, told them what happened and just asked them. I actually said, would you please forgive me? I told them I Mm -hmm. felt really bad about it and Mm -hmm. made sure that I got the stamp on it and got it to the mailbox today (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I know my reputation is attached to that. And, right. and also, um, you know, I need to own up to my responsibilities. And so I feel good about having that taken care of, but I do wish I would have taken care of it sooner. So there you go. I'm, my confession to all this. <laughs> I am not perfect in this at all. <laughs> well, I think it's something that we, it's, it, if we have to stay on it, don't we? It, it's something. And it's like you say, it's not just financial, although that's what we're going to talk about mainly today, but it's it's anything that, that you know, you've left that you still owe, you, you, uh, even if it's a thank you, even mm-hmm. if you haven't taken the time to say thank you uh, for your support here or for, like you say, you know, this uh, a lawnmower, anything. It could be anything. And sometimes- <laughs> I was just thinking, Mike, I watched this show and it's really it was really funny. And it was this couple got all their wedding gifts. And the Mm -hmm. mother-in-law was all over the case of the new wife to get the thank you notes out. And so the couple decides, she's like buying them the cards, you know, and dropping them off at their house and stuff. And and the couple decides they're going to create a video thank you. So they make a video thank you and send it out to everyone. And then they go have their family dinner. And the whole family is just 
really frustrated by this video thank you because they felt they were owed a personal thank you. And so then they were just making all these jokes, you know, these little yeah. passive aggressive digs about, hey, how about if maybe I just say thank you to like they were just making all these generalizations. And it made me laugh when I thought about those are when you say you owe a thank you. I mean, sometimes yeah. when you get that big mound of thank yous that you owe, it looks a little overwhelming. And right. Um, you're right. Those are also our debts in life. Wow. I didn't think about that one. Good one, Mike. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's not that you're looking for a thank you. If I, you know, I mean, you know, you lend, you know, you want to support people, help people, neighbor, whatever it is you, you do. But when someone takes the time to, to give to give a thank you, you aren't looking for anything. But that thank you kind of finishes the transaction. It doesn't does. It? it makes it so that it's complete. And, uh, and, and one of the things we'll, uh, I really feel it'd be great to touch about, I'd like to hear what you discovered there, because you make the case for both. It's not just you have to calculate both financially and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I think that probably could be the, the best motivator uh, to get us going in the right direction, isn't it? Because the emotional cost of debt is very high. It really is. You know, there's that thing of, can I make the payment? And then right. it's, can I live with the payment? You know, can I live with the stress it puts on me that if one thing goes wrong, I can't afford it. You know, if I get a, if I have to replace a tire, if I have to replace my refrigerator, if I have to, you know, something goes wrong in life, what kind of pressure and living on the edge like that can really mm -hmm. take its toll on someone's mind. It affects their attitude. It affects um, their, their physical well-being. I One thing I noticed like on WebMD, it says that when we have high levels of debt stress, that those people mm -hmm. tend to suffer from a range of illnesses, including ulcers, migraines, back pain, anxiety, depression, and heart attacks. So the pressure from debt is not just for your pocketbook. And then your relationships take a strain from that. Because you know, mm -hmm. you especially, you know, that's a, one of the number one causes of couples not getting along is having right. financial debt stress. I've read somewhere that it's, it's number one cause of divorce. It's, and it's, it's not the, you know, it's just, it started out innocently, but, mm -hmm. but my, 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 there's a, there, there's a web out there that you could get entangled in. And first thing you, Oh, I can afford that. I can afford that because I can afford that. But then something else comes on and now the payments are starting to pile up. And then like you say, the family suffers, the relationship suffers. And so, this is why this is so important, because uh, how can you live at peace when when you're you're stressed out and you're you're you know, you've got pressure, the phone rings, uh, you know, you, the mailbox, uh, everything becomes almost a threat. You know, is it, is it going to be am I going to get mugged here? And uh, wow, the cost is really high. What reducing debt? Let's talk a little bit about that. What did you discover there about reducing debt? Well, first thing that I noticed about reducing debt um, was to look at my wants versus my needs and to really mm -hmm. think about how do I, how do you reframe that? You know, how do I, because you say, I need this, I need this, I need this, right? Oh, I need, a, I need new shoes. I need shoes for yeah. this. I need this. I need that. And to really think yeah. about every time I say I need, is it really I need or is it really I want? And mm -hmm. then to take the things that I do need and to prioritize that. So I was reading this one article that gave some examples, Mike, that I thought were, mm -hmm. good, were pretty good. All right. It said uh -huh. to make a list of your new financial priorities. So once you think about, if I say I, I need, think about do I really want or need? 
if I really mm -hmm. need, put that in the need column and now mm -hmm. reprioritize it. So here were some financial priorities that this person suggested. One is I need to have enough money in the bank to pay my bills on time with a little cushion in case my bookkeeping slips up. I need to have enough reserves to cover any unexpected expenses like car repairs or furnace replacement. Right. I need to have the peace that one feels when there are no worries about some income arriving on time because there is money in the bank. Like I'm expecting, for example, especially if you're self-employed, you're expecting payment and you don't get it on time. What happens mm -hmm. then? I need mm -hmm. to have a certain adequate amount of money into my retirement account each month so I can retire when I want. I need to have the joy, the peace, and satisfaction that only comes to those who feel they are managing their money in a competent, productive manner. This was this person's needs that they wrote right. out. And right. I thought that was really good to think, what do I really need? Do I really need shoes or that autograph picture or do I really need that cup of coffee from Starbucks for the fourth time this week? Or I'm sorry, do I really need that cup of coffee from the unnamed coffee place? <laughs> but you know what I mean? I love the coffee yes. places. So I, that's why yes. I'm talking about it. I love yes. coffee shops. That's who I am. Yeah. But, but do I really need that? Or do yeah. I just yeah. want that? And do I need that more than I need to put into my retirement account? Do I need that more than I need peace tonight when I go to sleep? Do I need right. that more than having a little extra cushion in case something goes wrong? And I think reframing that priority, changing your money mindset is really right. important. I think, uh, I think it was uh, Dave Ramsey that I think it comes from him. Uh, he, he calls it financial peace. Mm -hmm. and, there, and there's something about all of that, that, that you, because there's there are people. I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of technology, and there are needs. There are needs. There's no question. There's needs, but there's people that are selling to those needs. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, selling today is is an art. I mean, they've, it's developed, and people could convince you that you really need this. Yes. You, you, you need this. And, and some of the times you'll, you'll buy something that they're telling you that you need in order to get to that next level or you know, it's almost like get in debt. So you, because you have a need, you need this to get out of debt. You, you, you know, yes. Buy this program, buy this. And we think about, it has to be this, it, but it's down to basics, isn't it? I mean, what you're talking about is, okay, do I really need uh, this week to spend uh, an extra twenty dollars. Uh, I was I was with a client this morning who's on his uh, coaching and he's on his thirtieth uh, day of non-smoking. Thirtieth day. He's been a smoker for twenty-five years. Wow. And he's thirty days free of smoking. But we were just talking about the budget side of that. It's he spends about four hundred dollars a month on cigarettes. Wow. Uh, because wow. your average yeah. smoker does a pack a day. That's your average. But but a heavy smoker could be two packs a day. And and a pack a day is $10 a day. Wow. So two packs, figure it out. It's like, so think about $400 going into knocking off your debt. Yeah. You know, and getting healthy at the same. So it didn't cost you anything mm -hmm. you know so a lot of times we look at the idea of being out of debt as oh my gosh this is going to be overwhelming yeah. it's a big mountain i don't know if i can do it. i don't make enough money i can't need it now how am i going to do it 
Right. But I think people would be very surprised to find that when you begin to align with this, it's like any of the values I have found in my life. The more I walk in alignment with the values, the more favor I seem to run into. Mm-hmm. And and the people that are knocking at your door wanting their money, if they just knew that you're not out, you're not going to rob them. You're going to pay them, but you you need to have a plan. They will work with you. They will work with you so that you can find begin to find a way a way out and. So, I, I, so again, I, I, I just want to share this story with you because it goes so well with what yeah. you're talking about. So I'm going to I'm going to share this with you, Mike, and this is going to blow your mind, I think. So so here's this is an incredible idea that I was doing some research. And, and here's what I found. One of the greatest truths that you can discover in your quest to get ahead financially is that the amount of overspending required to acquire the average eight to ten thousand dollars of debt families can and do have, at least in the U.S., is only 10 to $15 a month. Now wow. let that fact sink in. Let me explain it to you. Don't, don't yes. disbelieve this, hear this truth. The miracle of compound interest works in both directions, savings or debt. If you overspend each month and continue to pay interest on that credit card debt, it compounds at an alarming rate. Here's an example. If I have just spent $20 overspending a month and leave it on my credit card, at 14% interest, which is the average credit card rate here, uh, for 20 years, that over um, overspending just that $20 a month compounded monthly uh, results in a debt of over $26,000 in 20 years. Wow. So if yeah. I overspend, if I spend more than what I made, $20, or even if it's not more than what I made, but I just left it on that credit card, and I did it $20 a month every month and didn't pay that off, that in 20 years, I have a debt of $26,000. And the question is, is that kind of debt worth the little advantage of such a small amount of overspending each month? Right. Isn't that right. like just, to me, I'm like, oh, wow, that's like crazy. And the thing that's really hard right now is because we're in COVID and everything, everyone's pushing to go cashless. But when we yeah. move in more into credit cards, we're buying everything on credit card. I understand it's neater, it's cleaner, it's less germs and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it really creates an, a vacuum where we've got to have more discipline in how we yeah. spend and have the awareness. Yeah. It's a lot harder to have that awareness when you're not paying with cash. It right. just is harder. No, you're absolutely right. That's, what's, that's what I think is going to happen a lot, unless, unless you get a hold of it. And, and again, we talk about the, the cost. It's not just in, in, in emotions, in family relationships, in, in joy, you know, just being happy, just being happy. It, it takes away your happiness. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And yet, as we say, small actions will create great change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's not like it's, it's not, it really isn't overwhelming. But once you begin, it's amazing what can start happening. Uh, now, you know, we talked about what you'll lose, but here's something, one of the benefits that you gain is you gain your ability to dream and hope again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because now you're on a, you're on solid ground, you're making your way through. Uh, I remember, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just the little things that people think you feel like you need a, a new car, a new car. It was about, I think Jackie and I decided about 30 years ago that we were never going to buy a new car again. That because you buy a new car, and the moment you drive it off the lot, you just lost. Mm-hmm. You just you just lost a pretty good amount of money just because 
you're saying, I, I drive a new car. And, and so you can get a great car that's, that's two years old. You, you can find those cars. Now you're not paying that top off and you still have a great vehicle. And then we decided that we wouldn't, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't go on in, in debt for a car. And so I got to tell you, uh, there were some, there were some lemon looking cars at the beginning. I mean, they were some <laughs> bad looking cars, but, but you move on. And uh, it was so funny because I was uh, doing this training and, and, and it was it was in the automobile industry, and the and the the trainer said to me, "Okay, let's let's act this out." And, and he said, "Okay, what's your car payment right now?" And I said, "I don't have one." He says, "Okay, well your car's paid off, so what? but your last car payment, I, said, I can't remember. It was like twenty five years ago." <laughs> he goes, "What? You don't have you you haven't had a car payment, you know?" And it was a little thing that we decided to do, just a little thing. And then we decided to say, you know what? Let's put away every month like we have a car payment. Oh, wow. So let's yeah. Let's just make a car payment, a small car payment. We'll put that away every month. That way you take care of you know, anything goes wrong with the car. And, and you go for five, six, seven years. You'd be shocked how much money you have in the bank to set up for a new car. And so that can happen in so many areas. But the idea that it doesn't take long that you, you get your dreaming back, don't you? You get the mm -hmm. hope back. Well, yeah, and mm -hmm. it frees up your resources so that you can invest in things you want to. You know, if you yeah. want to give to a cause or if you want to start something new or invest in a new idea, you have the capital to do that. Whereas mm -hmm. if you don't, it's sort of like, well, I'd like to help, but I can't, or I can't afford to be involved in that, or I can't afford to take that course, or I can't, yeah. whatever that is. So it frees you up to be able to do things that you really want to do, but you don't know you want to do them yet. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't get the freedom to do that. You know, one of the benefits you wrote is you said it, it'll, it'll help you grow in patience. And that's a great, uh, right now, I find that's a great value to have patience right now. It's a mm -hmm. great value to have. Yes, it is. <laughs> because it's being tested at every level. Yesterday, Jackie and I were in, I won't name the coffee shop, but we were in a coffee shop and it, they had, they had squares on the floor that you, like you stand on this square and then you move to the next square. And yes. Then, and, it, and it's like, and you're like, you know, where's the ball mind, at? Can we play four square in this place? We, you know, let's make a game out of this. <laughs> it's like, right? But at the same time, it's like, you know, okay, we have to do this. But boy, your patience gets tested. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the idea that, that patience builds into you as you begin to live within your means. Yes. Then what you have, it's yours. It's strong. No one's coming for it. You're not going to lose it. It's not going to be threatened. What are some of the characteristics that you found? From people that are, are out of that don't that don't have debt, what are some of the things that you discovered? Well, there's one thing that I read by Suze Orman that really caught my attention, Mike. And this isn't in the value, but it just it was interesting to me. I thought, huh. And when what Suze says, you know, she's a financial consultant kind mm -hmm. of person, and mm -hmm. um, so yeah. she says that people who have a lot of general clutter generally have a lot of debt because they're How accumulating accumulating things they don't really need. And so, wow. I know, isn't that interesting? And I thought, wow, that's, that's interesting to think about. And, you know, I probably kind of do that. So I need to take a look at, am I accumulating? Where is this going to go? And do I really need that? You know, just thinking about how yeah. much clutter do I have? My clutter probably indicates that I've got a little, maybe a little overabundance going on. 
And that if I'm really taking a look at that, so I would say these people, probably the opposite of that, their, their things are a little more streamlined and they're not right. dealing with a lot of clutter. So this is probably increasing a lot of time for them, finding things, utilizing things, staying organized. You know, there's probably a lot of ways that they're able to um, benefit from not having so mm -hmm. much clutter. But I just thought that was a really interesting statement. Now, I haven't proved it true. Um, it sounded kind of right to me based on me, but um, I thought it was a really interesting thought. Well, you know, I, I know that we've housed down twice now. And, and even in that, the two of us, it's like, I find, wow, you've really, there's not much you do need. Now, I know it's different when you have a growing family. It, it's, it's different. It, it is different. But, I mean, do you really need it, you know? Uh, we have an extra car right now that we're not using and we're, we're looking to give it away. You know, wow. we're just, we're, you know, we're just looking to, okay, we're just open to the idea right now yep. that anytime we're going to hear that somebody has a need, maybe a single mom or something, and, and we'll be able to fill that need Yeah. Uh, just because of, Hey, we really don't need right now two vehicles. We just don't. And so those are the idea of being uh, uh, the effects on the relationship with others. Uh, it helps you make responsible choices, mm -hmm. and and I think I think it's a good thing, isn't it, to look? Okay, do I really need this? If if it's just sitting there, maybe somebody else could use it. Maybe if I haven't used it in a year, do I really need it? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. Do we have? Do we have around? Oh, this, okay. Right? So again, here I'm gonna tell myself again. I have this. I like shoes a lot, and I have shoes uh -huh. that are so old in my closet. And they're like these high heeled, skinny heeled. And I am 51 years old and I just don't wear mm -hmm. those anymore because they don't feel that good on my feet. But it's so hard mm -hmm. to get rid of them because I look at them like, oh, mm -hmm. the shoes of my youth. You know, I mean, what does that mm -hmm. even mean? But I, I want my <laughs> shoes and shoes I just my like I haven't worn them in a year or probably it five. Like a book or a country song. That's a book or a country song. <laughs> it sounds like it. The shoes of my youth. But it's one of those <laughs> things that it's like, I have got to get rid of, you know, streamline my life a little bit. Because if I don't, someday someone's going to have to. And it's not good. They'll be like, why does she have these shoes from 1992? You know, it's like crazy. Yeah. But that's, yeah. and I see that. And I just see that need. So when you mention that, it's like, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that's part of it, living within my means, isn't it? And, and there's a thing about being grateful. Mm -hmm. I mean, gratefulness has, has had so much to your inner spirit, uh, just to the benefits of just being grateful. And if it's something I don't need, then I, I don't need it. And I'm going to live between my means. But when I'm living there, then I'm grateful for what I have. Yes. Uh, I can appreciate it, you know, because it's not buried somewhere, you know, <laughs> It's not like, okay, I know I have that somewhere. And so but let's talk a little bit. What what are the, because I think it'd be important. What are some of the steps that you see? Well, one, one, one that I think is really important is to take a look at the little things in your life. Uh, there's a quote by Benjamin Franklin that says, beware of small expenses. A big leak will sink a small ship. Wow. And so that's, you know, when, when you think about that, it's like when you've got those little things, they all add up. And I think it's important to think about the dollars when we spend them. That's why, you know, sometimes people will say, well, I'm, I'm keeping a log of everything I spend this week. I'm writing everything down or I'm keeping it in my phone. Um, I think that's right. one thing is to look at what am I really spending um, that's frivolous, that's not necessary. Mm -hmm. 
that I don't have mm -hmm. to be spending because this little leak could, could sink a big ship. And so we don't right. want that to happen. So anyway, that was one thing that I think is a really, a really good thing to do. You know, have a budget, watch that budget and watch those little things and how, how much they add up. You know, some could be like thinking about how our, our viewing habits have changed, right? So now we've gone right. from having cable or satellite and now it's like, oh, I'm just going to pay this for this service. Oh, and then we right. want to add that service. And then we want to add this service. Right. And pretty soon, all those little services start to really $12 here, $8 there, $5 there. They start to really add up. So keeping right. an eye on the little expenditures because pretty soon they become big ones. They start to snow snowball. I know with uh, my kids, they're all millennials. And uh, none of them are, none of them, they're, they're just doing straight, straight uh, internet uh, they don't go for any of the, the extra costs. Uh, they're just they're just doing it. So I, I've I've finally gone there. I've gone there. I, I, I just because really, do I need it? Do I, do mm -hmm. I really need it? You know, yeah. because how much time do I want to spend there anyways? And uh, but it's those little things, as you say, right? A little a little they can sink a big ship. Yeah. Uh, take responsibility. I know one of the things you wrote: take responsibility of your commitments. Return what you borrow and be prompt with repayments, return what you borrow. You know, that's even, you know, it's the small steps that create great change. And mm -hmm. so if somebody's listening to us, they're going, oh, man, and they're, they're, they're just dying by now. You know, this is, oh, this thing's killing me. They're talking about debt. Oh, this is killing me. I'm in debt. You know, a small step that we can take is, is just to begin to take an inventory. What do I have that I need to return? What is it that I have? Even is to get me thinking in the way of, of uh, you know, being responsible. Yeah. And, uh, and and being accountable. Yes. And uh, maybe I think, well, I'm, 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 I can't move. I don't have another dollar. Well, look for some other things, but begin to, again, it's that alignment. Yes. Um, and I can't stress that enough, isn't it? The more I, I, I think, doesn't matter how small the step is to get an alignment, the yeah. favor that comes upon me mm -hmm. um, to for that next step. For Even next. sometimes, Sometimes we won't know what that next step is, but once we take that first step, the next step begins to, to become clear. Yeah. Uh, make a plan. You wrote down, uh, mm -hmm. make a plan to repay. Now, that, that's, I think that is incredibly important. Yeah, to really look at, especially at your high, high interest debt, look at your high interest debt yeah. and try to figure out. I know um, there was a season of life that my husband and I were going through paying off credit cards. And so the strategy uh -huh. was, okay, if we're going to make our payments on these, let's pick one to pay off. So anything extra, we're going to put on this high interest credit card debt. And that's how we would, you know, we would set our goals of how to pay it down. And once we got that one done, then we'd shift to the next one, but start shifting that out. Because when you start seeing yourself saving that money and in interest and the debt going away, it really encourages you to want to keep yes. going with it. So, you know, mm -hmm. start with a high interest one. If you can only do one at a time, do one at a time. But um, really, when you start making a dent in it, it really helps encourage you to find ways to save so that you can keep paying it down because it just feels good. You feel proud of yourself. Right. Absolutely. It's accomplishment. And the, the freedom begins to manifest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like shackles coming off. It's uh, uh, now this is to me, this is my favorite one uh, because uh, Jack and I have lived this, and uh, uh, it, it's start an emergency fund. And mm -hmm. I can't, I can't stress that enough because I, I've been working through this whole COVID with a lot of people that are, that that make good money, uh, but 
no emergency fund. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't take long to create a, a solid emergency fund. And, uh, and it takes you through times like this. Yeah. And I think we need to be ready because there's more time. There could be more times coming like what we've just yeah. gone through. You know, and looking at that yeah. too, I know the first recommendation, if you have none, try to get to $500. That's your first step. If right. you've got no emergency fund, set a goal of $500. Right. If you yeah. can do that, now you need to start looking at three to six months of your living expenses needs right. to be what your emergency fund looks like. And then if you right. can do better than that, you know, there is a point where you decide where you start investing rather than emergency fund. But first right. start there. Start with your first 500. Yes. Once you achieve that, now go for your three months. Once you get that, hit your six months and then start looking there. And the last thing, Mike, I know we need to go, but if you're really struggling, you don't know what to do, seek financial counseling. I mean, this is just a podcast, Absolutely. but there are a lot of podcasts that focus on debt and there's a lot of yes. good counsel out there that won't cost you any money. So, you know, yeah. look for people to help you make that plan and start working that plan. And as you start making those successes, you're going to feel good about it. You're going to have that pressure pulled off of you. It'll totally be worth any sacrifice that you make a hundred percent. Remember information is not power. It's the application of information that is power and there's plenty of information there to uh, to get a hold of and apply thank you so much what a always always i'm excited i i i i love financial freedom i think everybody should have it because it's the best way to live and so uh, thanks so much for all your input today you always bring so much to the podcast uh don and uh, for anyone else please go to our website at global priority uh, uh, globalpriority.info or .com and uh, you'll, you'll find all, much more information there we have people that can help you that are all around the world we can connect you all around the world and so please uh, check us out thank you so much today Don thank you check Mike it's been time. a pleasure <laughs>